Chapter 8 The Ocean in the Sky Bonke opened her eyes. Ice! She sat on ice! An enormous ice floe, as far as the eye could see, floating in the sky. Just then, Raga landed beside her, followed by Muffin. Astonished, Bonky looked at two other deer birds, who were identical to Taki. They had saved them. Bonky loved the deer birds. Bonky looked down. They stood upon an ice floe. An ice floe so big that she couldn't see where it ended. The forest stretched out below them. They were very high up. She saw the Stratadunda hovering above the Stringerlings, who had started dancing again. Not quite as synchronized as before. Their dance seemed choppier now. Then Bonki saw something she hadn't noticed from the ground. In the middle of the Stringerlings stood a small woman on her own tree stump, shouting in a shrill voice, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Further away she saw the fog, and past the fog the treacherous meadow. That's the thicket where the Wukasis live, Bonky said, and pointed so the others could see the dense winding wood past the meadow. Raga had not hopped or said a peep since one of the deer birds had landed her safely on the ice. She probably needed a minute or two to realize what had just actually happened and where she was now. Wow! Wow! Wow, 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 wow! 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 No, no, you cannot say that one more time. Not one more time can you say that. Muffin had turned dark blue again. Wow! No! Quiet, quiet, quiet! But now you can't say quiet one more time. If I can't say wow, you can't say quiet. But you said wow. I said no. You still said wow. So I can say quiet because you said wow. But now you've said like wow so many times. So I can say quiet. But I don't want to because I want to say wow, wow, wow. Muffin, look. Boink, boink, boink. Look, Muffin. Raga was jumping the highest and the most she had done in a long while. This is so cool. We're actually standing on ice in the sky. Look, down there. There's the Stratadunda. Ha ha, you bunch of ugly Stratadunda. You can't catch us. And there, there are the Stringerlings. And look over there. Raga was pointing hard and super straight with her whole paw and leg, so that it looked like her leg could come off at any second now. Muffin had curled up to a little ball, hugging his little legs. Be careful with the hopping. The ice is thick, but not as thick as it gets. It was a new voice. Bonky didn't recognize it at all. As she quickly spun around, there stood an elephant. Or maybe a robot. An elephant robot. Bonky curiously looked at the elephant robot. Who are you? 
I am Abel the Telephant. I am the guardian of the Eastern Post here in Askia, the home of the deer birds. Taki? Bonky glanced over to where Taki had put her down on the ice before. Taki has continued on. Abel swept his trunk across the thin blanket of snow covering the ice. Is Tiki down there? Bonky looked down on the stringlings, dancing to the ladies counting. One believes so, one believes so, answered Abel the telephant. Muffin had brought out his carpet and sat on it, stone still. Muffin, you are so boring. We are standing on ice in the sky. This is like the most awesome thing that has ever happened. Raga started hopping again. Stop it! You have to stop hopping! The hopping stops now! You have to stop! Muffin closed his eyes and buried his head in his knees. Muffin, are you scared? Bonky squatted down next to Muffin. I hate heights! Heights hate me, and I hate heights! I can't move! Muffin said into his knees. Abel pulled out a sledge they hadn't noticed before. It was made from wood, and from it hung a large leather bag. Abel dug through it with his trunk. He soon pulled out six pieces of leather and six straps. Tighten these over your shoes so it's easier to walk. You must go soon. The northern post. The ice is treacherous. The sledge is yours. Abel started whirring like a printer, ready to print something. His eyes closed and the robot body slowly folded into a cube, with a trunk lying flat in front. It was the strangest thing Bonky had ever seen. Raga poked him, but he was as still as a shut-down computer. He's cold and hard as a statue. Yes, answered Muffin into his knees. They just come alive to greet people and show the way. When they have fulfilled their mission, they shut down again. How do you know that? Raga looked at Muffin skeptically. I just know. I know that. Ha! I think you're cheating somehow, because it's very peculiar how you know all these things that I don't. Let me see up your sleeve. There is nothing in my sleeve. <laughs> Muffin snorted so hard that Muffin couldn't help to think that Muffin's trousers were probably covered with his snot now. Not in your sleeve, up your sleeve. Raga hopped high around Muffin. Stop it! Stop it! shouted Muffin. Suddenly Muffin fell. Raga struggled on the slippery ice. She had gotten hold of Muffin's sleeve the second the ice shattered underneath them. Muffin dangled in the sky, high above the treetops. The only thing preventing him from falling headfirst to the ground was Raga's grip on his jumper sleeve. The ice had given away. Raga's paws were sliding towards the hole in the ice. Bonky threw herself towards Muffin's carpet. Stand on this! 
Bonki tossed the carpet down between the hole and Raga, so Raga could get a grip. Bonki laid on her stomach between Raga's legs and reached her hand towards Muffin's free hand. Muffin grabbed hold. Together they pulled up poor Muffin. As soon as he was up over the edge, Raga let go of the jumper sleeve. The sudden motion caused a little book to fly out onto the ice. You're so bad! Bad, bad, dumb Raga! Muffin's eyes were full of tears, and Bonky wanted to hug him so bad. But maybe Muffin wasn't the type who liked hugs, so she didn't dare. What was that? I knew it! I knew you had something up your sleeve! What was that? Surely you cheated! I know you cheated this whole time! How else would you know things that I don't? I never cheat! Never, I tell you! The band we met in the forest, who were singing, they left a book behind. I found the book, and whoever finds something gets to keep it, and that makes it my book, not yours. So it wasn't cheating, as the book is mine. <sighs> What's the book about? Bonky still sat on the carpet. She was out of breath from both fear that Muffin could have fallen, and from pulling Muffin back up. He was actually much heavier than he appeared. Muffin looked defeated, looking down at the ice. Far below the stringerlings continued their mechanical dance. It's about all of us who live in the forest. The secrets of the forest, I think. But I only think so, because I don't really understand. But it says that the telephants that guard the different posts can only move when they have a mission. When their mission is done, they shut down again. And that's precisely what happened to Abel. May I have a look? Bonky reached her hand towards Muffins. The book was leather-bound, small and thick. It fit perfectly in Bonky's small hands. She opened the book. It was written in a language she didn't understand, and there were letters she had never seen before. The pages were thin, very, very thin. There were pictures too, and maps. Shapes had been drawn with a pencil that had smudged a bit, so it was hard to see what it was meant to look like from the beginning. I don't understand either, said Bonky. Muffin took the book and began flipping through the pages, like he knew what he was looking for. Here, he pointed to a page. Raga and Bonky had to huddle really close together to see what Muffin was pointing at. The picture showed a telephant standing on an ice floe. It looked like it was fighting three gigantic, terrifying creatures. The telephant's face was twisted in a scary grimace and he looked incredibly terrified. Muffin flipped the page. The next picture showed the telephant falling towards the ground. The ice had shattered into thousands of pieces and were falling together with the telephant. Remaining in the sky above, where the ice had been, the three terrifying ones hovered. Is this where we are now? Raga had stopped hopping. Bonky looked around anxiously. Were they here, the terrifying ones? Yes, I think so, 
If I understand. If I understand, this is where we are. Muffin continued to flip the pages. But now it was back to letters Bonky had never seen before. Muffin flipped back and pointed to the terrifying ones. It says they are called Grollers. Do the Grollers live here? Yes, it seems so. We have to go now. Now we go. To the northern post. Via the eastern post you enter, via the northern post you exit. Muffin sat down on the sledge. Aren't you going to walk? Raga wondered. No, my feet are freezing. My feet are freezing and then I can't walk. Raga bit hold of the sledge string and started to pull the sledge with Muffin on it. Bonky walked beside. Bonky shivered. There was nowhere to hide. Nowhere the Grollers wouldn't see them. Everywhere she looked, the white and flat scenery stretched on. She glanced over at Muffin, who was even bluer than usual. Slowly, she looked up.